0: For broadcasting or advertising opportunities, call 1-888-303-3884 or visit wildfireradio.com and click on Contacts.
1: You are listening to The Straight Shooters, exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to The Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store. And download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone, bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. The Shooters Radio Universe is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of my nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man-man pots and pans, Nick McCone. That's me. It doesn't matter what your name is. You know, you got a back, nigga. I don't really know what you think that you do. I'm Brian Isley. What is this? doing? The third man? Man. the third man? What oh. the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling
0: good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just
1: maniacism. Well, the spe- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Al. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up, ladies and gentlemen out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson. Joined, as always, by my main man, pots and pans, Nipakone Philly Voice, Affiliate Influencer, and you are listening and watching episode 195. We had 194 knees in the can, but this is the 195th one, the 195th episode of The Straight Shooters on on a whole bunch, a whole plethora, a whole myriad even, uh, the whole, a whole variety of platforms. But before I get into those platforms and what we're going to talk about tonight, Nick, I got to check in with you, baby. How are you doing, my good brother?
0: Allergies are getting to me. Yeah, oh, well. I've, I've, I've had it. I've had a good run up to this point. <laughs> May run. May 8th, 2019. Uh, pollen's just kicking my ass this week. So, uh I'm not. I'm not doing too high, and the Sixers got blown out last night. I so. don't want to talk about that. I know. I, I'm just. I'm not in a great state of mind, and the WWE sucks. And we're going to talk about that. And yeah, it's just uh, not a great week for me personally and
1: professionally. Well, I wouldn't. I, I I've been fortunate enough to I'm gonna knock on some wood around here. I've been fortunate enough to not have to deal with allergies in my life oh, uh, man, just yet. You. I, I am very grateful. I recognize the uh, significance of me not having to uh, deal with that, and I understand the plight of those who have to deal with that. But uh, yeah, I'm suffering just like you, man. Sixers, it was, it was oh. ugly last night, but uh, we're not looking ugly on episode 195 of the Straight Shooters. When you can watch us and listen to us on a whole boatload of platforms, as I alluded to it earlier. What are those platforms, you ask? Well, let me let me. You know, divulge to you those platforms. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, The Mothership, wildfireradio.com, where you can find all 194 prior episodes of The Straight Shooters. And of course, lest we not forget, our exclusive content platform, Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio. We can find a whole bunch of exclusive content. We will have some more exclusive content going up there very soon centered around money in the bank, which is coming up in a few weeks or next yeah, week, a week, like a week.
0: A week from this Sunday. Yikes. It's coming up fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's coming up fast. So we'll have some exclusive content centered around that. Then we're going to live commentate a the very first money in the bank, in fact. So if you want to hear us live commentate, the very first money in the bank back at Wrestle We're doing WrestleMania or we're doing Yeah, I think it's
0: WrestleMania 21, the very okay. first
1: I, uh I just wanted to know which that's... one we were doing, whether it's the pay-per-view or the, the the first, very first match. So that would be WrestleMania 21. Mm. Of course, Edge won. Spoilers, Edge won that money in the bank. But uh yeah. So let's get, we're gonna talk about that on the Patreon, patreon.com slash you this radio. You can listen to that and many more uh you know tidbits yeah. or bites of exclusive content for the nominal fee of one ninety nine only one ninety nine. I mean what 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 costs one ninety nine nowadays? Not much. I don't think you can stick a gum from one ninety nine nowadays. <laughs> not <laughs> so in twenty nineteen man, not in twenty nineteen. No, no a bag of chips or something like that. They don't uh. cost they cost like eight dollars now it seems like so one ninety nine yeah. patreon.com slash If you're watching this of course you can watch us on YouTube. You can look at our beautiful faces on YouTube. If you want to jump in the chat and interact with your boys do so on the right side of your screen. You're right my left, I'm pointing to it right now, feel free to drop a line in there too, and holler at us and and interact with us as we discuss a whole bunch of things on the show, mostly centered around WWE, but yeah, come holler at us on all those platforms out there. I'll
0: tell you, man, that Patreon show when we had the Blue Mini on and you, you were talking about getting your Super Bowl ring at the ECW Arena, it was just like fantastic, so uh, that that alone is worth more than a dollar ninety nine, just a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I, hey, I, I might be biased, but one of uh, the best episodes we've ever done. So, definitely patreon dot slash
1: shooters radio. Uh, get at it! Yeah, you're missing out if you're not yeah. jumping in on that. Uh, so, yeah, one ninety nine patreon dot com slash shooters radio. So, what are we going to discuss here tonight? If you're watching on YouTube, you see the title of the video, and it says. <laughs> WWE sucks. I, I made the title, man. I'll I'll take blame or credit or whatever. <laughs> and there aren't going to be too many people out there that's going to dispute you on that claim that WWE is in a bad way creatively right now. Yeah, of course they're making money and yada yada yada. But for a number of reasons, WWE is not. It's just it's a hard watch right now. It's as it's as bad as it's been in a while. Like we. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm
0: just thinking about, you know, like throughout the years that we've been doing this podcast, we generally agree with each other to, to give WWE kind of the benefit of the doubt when it comes to decisions. Like, okay, we're trying to trying to uh, focus on the why, you know, why they would make a decision, whether it was good or bad. And we tend to just be like, okay, well, it makes sense in, in, in this vein, even though, like, we might not like it. But holy hell, like it doesn't even feel like that, like anything makes sense anymore, Uh, especially the last few weeks. You know, like the build to WrestleMania was great, but then everything after that, I just I I don't know if it's a burnout for me personally, but I generally haven't felt this way about the WWE product in a long time. And it takes a lot for me to, you know, just kind of like check out. And this week, I, I kind of checked out, man. Like, I didn't watch all of Raw. didn't watch all of SmackDown and didn't even care to to, <laughs> to re- reach out to figure out what happened. Not, didn't even search on the internet. Didn't even Google what happened on Raw or SmackDown. Like, I saw highlights because I get notifications or whatever. But, you know, that that's like two highlights from SmackDown that I saw. And then Raw, I only watched maybe like an hour's worth, like, I'm just so down, man, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, I we know I should, why. It's no, not good. I know why? Like you look at the champions, you're like, hey, look at the champions. Everyone's a champion that should be. Uh, it's not that easy, and I think we'll kind of it will go into detail of why that's not exactly um, good in in the sense of well, just because certain people are champions, you should be happy with it. it it's not that easy. Not that simple.
1: Well, let's start with the brands and the brand extension. Now, we had a show a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the superstar shakeup. And even before that, when I was on the show saying, Hey, they're not adhering to their own brand split. Charlotte's on Raw every week, Becky Lynch is on, Raw. she had a reason to be on Raw, but Charlotte was on Raw. Some more Joe was popping up on different shows. Ray Mysterio's on, on Raw before WrestleMania. And I was like, okay, I you know, it's I don't like when it happens at all, but okay, maybe it's, it's just for WrestleMania, there's the build up, and then after WrestleMania, wants to do the shakeup, they'll settle things back and they'll get back to just people raw people being on raw, SmackDown people being on SmackDown, and adhering to their own thing that they created. Psych. That's pretty much what happened <laughs> this past week. Because Vince McMahon, in oh, storyline, came up on a whim, which probably happened in real <laughs> life as well. Uh, came up with the wild card rule, which, let's be honest here, before we get into this, the reason why this is happening isn't because this is a storyline thing. This is, this is a ploy to boost some ratings. Because, as you may have heard in recent weeks, WWE's ratings are going down the crapper. And, yeah, you don't, you know, it, it's not good. And we talk about hey, they still secured a two billion dollar bag, but you still don't want less and less people to be watching at the same time. So as much as they can you can say, Hey, they still, you know, got two and a half or whatever was billion dollars from Fox and NBC Universal for their respective flagship shows, Raw and SmackDown, you still don't want record lows and ratings and you know, year over year decreases in ratings. But here we are. So in WWE's mind, at least at the very least in Vince McMahon's mind, the solution to this is to boost each show with star power that people aren't already watching. So, like, so an instance, people, the SmackDown ratings are going down. So how are we going to help Raw? By putting the SmackDown guys that people aren't watching anyway, put them on Raw, and whammo, ratings will go up. So that's what the reality is. But in the storyline, there's a wild card rule where Vince McMahon allows was it three people from the opposite show? Yeah, the and then show? he
0: he did up it to four later in the show. Oh, so my God. I guess it's four now.
1: <sighs>
0: this on a whim, by the way, he upped it to four, too. So there's, a, yeah. there's a, a funny story going on with on a whim decisions.
1: This is exactly what I was complaining about beforehand. I was like, WWE is getting, you know, they're treading on some And some weird waters with this muddy in the waters type of stuff with the brand extension. And then they full blown, like, we don't care. We're turning this into the Raw Super Show back in 2012 or 2011, whatever it was. Yeah, Which was bad then, and this is bad now. So, Nick, what's the point at this point of having a brand extension?
0: I think, you know, clearly my first reaction was damn it. (laughs) Like, I'm such a proponent of the brand extension. I think it's you, the first time, I guess, it's because it made such impression on me with the stars it created the first time around. When you when you look at Batista, you look at Edge, John Cena, like those are the three biggest stars I think that came from Brock Lesnar too. By the way, like I, I look at that, and I'm like, they can absolutely reciprocate that type of thing, but and build new stars, but they just they don't do it anymore. And I, so, within the last few years, it's, it's gotten to the point where. And maybe John Cena was the last guy where they just don't want to build that star that will just leave them. But at the same time, you have so much talent on the roster that you, you can replace them and kind of like creatively come up with new things and build new stars, and they just don't do it. And I don't understand it. Uh, you could have AJ Styles hold a title for a year and not make him look as – Big as John Cena. And I kind of figured that's what happened with his last title reign when he was on SmackDown. Just like, yeah, he was WWE champion, but what made him stand out? Like, really nothing. Uh, He wasn't a bigger star than anyone in WWE at that point. You know, like he was a big star, he was a top star, but he wasn't larger than WWE, which I think is their mantra now is going to be like, we're not going to build any stars that get bigger than the brand WWE. And I think it's reflecting now in the ratings where. Man, like people, <laughs> I, I don't like the brand split. I don't want to say it's ended. I don't like this, you know, just just based off the fact that they they don't need they they could have big stars on both shows and. But creatively, they don't do that, and I just I can't for the life of me figure out why. When we saw it happen in two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, even like Cena and Batista didn't become huge stars until like two thousand five. So, you know that's where I'm. I'm just frustrated because I know they could do it, but you know we've heard interviews, you know the podcasts that Conrad Thompson has, has really done a great job with. We've gotten a lot of inside info from, like, Vince's mind, you know, like, of what he thinks and why he changes his mind. But, like, where we're at right now, it definitely doesn't coincide with what where his mind was back on the original France split. So, um, I, I and, yeah, ratings were up or whatever. I, I don't want to compare ratings now to then, but I, I'm talking specifically, like, star power, you know, and you go down the list of champions and you're like, Oh, look at that. That's a great that's a great list. But you know, they kind of pack into that in a way. Like, what has Samoa Joe done? You know, like <laughs> yeah. he, he could be a big star. Like super
1: he, he, he's super talented. He's an afterthought. Promo. People a, like him, he's legit, like Yeah. Hang I out. love the
0: guy. I love the guy, but he yeah, nothing sets him apart, nothing sets Finn Balor apart. The Demon King maybe, but like that's not part of his his persona now like week to week you know and it shouldn't be but i think we only saw it once in the last year at wrestlemania you know like it, it wasn't it's not something that sets him apart enough cuz we don't see it enough and you know the 50-50 bookings killing everything so that's i'm i'm kind of just so apathetic and that's the worst to be like as a fan of anything you know you look at sports you look at whatever and i obviously a big sports fan when you're apathetic about a sports team like I am right now with the Philadelphia Flyers, it's kind of like the worst way to be. So uh, the same thing holds with WWE in my opinion. You know, like I the, – the fact that I checked out this week, you know, it's not good. And if you can't hold my – and like I maybe set the bar a little low because I understand it's for – not like the audience isn't supposed to be me every week, but so I kind of set the bar low and I, I'm entertained by things here and there, but I, I really don't, I'm just checked out at this point. Like I'll watch money in the bank, obviously. Uh But my WWE network time consists of watching old nitros, old raw. like old, old stuff, man. So I don't, I don't know. It's, I
1: don't want the brand extension to end, but... I don't either. Like, I mean, what, what the hell are they doing? I, I was opposed to it in the beginning because it's just like... Well, I wasn't really opposed to it that much. I was more opposed to um the multiple titles, the two world titles, two tag titles. I've always been opposed to that, and I'm still opposed to that today. Um, I understood why, and I still understand why they have it, because they have this enormous roster of talent the deepest, and honestly, I, I've said it before. I will say it again. It's probably the deepest, you know, far from a physical talent standpoint, the deepest they've ever had in WWE. But it's super shallow when it comes to star power, and we—I think anybody can admit that. But because it's it's the deepest they've always had, they you got to split the rosters in some way. And I get that, but just adhere to it. Why pull? Why pull the desperation card and? do this i don't i don't or you could just book better you could just um. you know take a step back and say you know what We're, we we got to change some things we got to make this right somehow instead they just say give him a wwe championship match on raw it's like what bro like i don't that's not the reason why i watched I'm not I'm saying that's not the reason why i watch because i want to see great wrestling too but I also want to see other things that's good good stories good everything so you don't just give me a wwe title match which was good And uh, Kovac Kingston and Daniel Bryan are very talented, and I'm not going to necessarily complain about seeing them wrestle, but it's like, it's not going to just shut me up and make me go like, oh, all right, I'm good. (laughs) No, I'm a deeper thinker than that. I'm not, you know, a child that's just like, oh, shiny object. I'm cool with this. Like, (laughs) no, that's not not how that works. So you did this whole thing. You did the shakeup, which is only, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, There's still oh people God. out there without brands that they're on. like what brands did you cross on? Yes. What brand is Luke Harper on? Like what's the point? This is your thing. Like kind like we told y'all to do this. Like as fans, like we want this. No, y'all did this. Y'all not even adhering to it. You know, it's, it's just WWE doesn't. They don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. And it's um, not, not not good. They they've long they've long lost the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So.
0: And it's funny because I think we, uh, you know, Fightful reported that one of their head writers, you know, was fired or something like that on raw. And uh, it's like, it's, I just wonder how many great ideas that creative team comes up with that are squashed because I'm not always going to put the onus on them because we all, we all know Vince McMahon makes the final decision. We've heard from multiple people that have worked there before, even people that still work there, that he changes whatever he wants. doesn't matter. He'll change something five minutes before it's set to go on the air or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's funny because it, it, it's reminded me of old WCW stories during the, you know, the death of WCW where things were changed and guys didn't know what to do. And it, you know, that type of thing causes chaos and i guess vincent McMahon likes chaos because <laughs> and he knows more than any and, and what i what i do think was entertaining was how he was calling himself a genius or whatever in that Me, that i just laugh because i'm like like clearly it's tongue-in-cheek like he's i doubt he really like behind the scenes he probably obviously he has a massive ego but for him like he's probably just figuring out what the fans want and he's not hitting it yet but for him to like go out there in the ring and like react and in, in, the, in the moment like hey i'm a genius like i it cracks me up so that's like literally the only thing that made me smile this past week while watching wwe uh and, and i just watched some of the old stuff and it's so much better it's better paced uh you know the old the smackdowns from 2003 like 2004 they were great and the presentation was great. I, don't,
1: I wouldn't go like, that far. i say it was oh, great. It was, oh, it was it was, good, oh,
0: maybe, but oh, it was probably
1: better they, than this. I'm, they were great. great. They were
0: absolutely know. great. I don't
1: know about all that. I, I would I, give I, you that they are probably better than what we have now, but I don't know about
0: great. It was great. <laughs> I'll, I will die on that hill.
1: <laughs> I mean, you were alone in that hill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, and maybe it's just because i'm comparing it to now but man like and it probably wasn't that great compared to the attitude era. but you know looking back that it was stuff that worked simple storytelling you know eddie guerrero even jbl even like his character was not that great uh in the beginning i think you know the the whole you know racist stereotype type things i could do without but you know back then it wasn't looked at as uh you know, as it is now, so stuff like that in wrestling still works. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of him anyway; like I didn't buy into that. I JBL was the guy that you know made me turn off SmackDown, but you know, looking how back,
1: how greater was it then in 2004? Into I'm just saying, like
0: I'm just saying, like it was still like he was literally a guy. And Bruce Pritchard said it on his podcast, uh, his most recent podcast. They went over JBL's career in WWE that. You know the fans hated him, but they paid money to see him get his ass kicked. Like we don't who what heel, you know, do the fans pay money now to see get their ass kicked? Obviously, kids don't pay, but you know it, it's back then. It was still a product geared towards adults. So yeah, I could absolutely see um, JBL being like a like a a good heel that was supposed to do what heel people do um we're not getting that uh and there's a way like Samoa Joe is probably the closest Kevin Owens maybe but there's still people love him like you still hear cheers from the adults in the crowd you know like they creatively they've got to change the way they book heels and they really haven't yet uh in 2019 you know I haven't seen the just like there's something that needs to change. I don't have the answer. I can only, I can only give suggestions as to like what I would want to see. And I understand I'm not the core audience for them. So, uh, I do try to take into account like what they would, the storylines they would have for, you know, their PG audience and whatnot. But at the same time, you know, you, you still need to create new fans, old and young. Uh, you know, you have to keep that going. And, and, right now, despite Kofi Kingston being WWE champion, Daniel Bryan was the WWE champion before that. AJ Styles was the WWE champion before that. It's still just creatively getting worse.
1: Yeah, right now, they're just creatively bankrupt right now. They're not financially bankrupt, but not by a long shot, but creatively... Yeah,
0: they're not, not going to die tomorrow, like a lot of people say, which I still don't understand that argument. You could, you could disagree with the creative way things are going, but WWE's not... In, Financial trouble, and they're not going to be anytime soon. So when people start throwing that around, I just can't take them seriously and have a, a legit conversation with them. So I kind of just zone those out.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just it's just rough right now. It's just it's just a tough watch, and it's already tough that especially for RAW, it's three hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's three hours, and then for over the course of those three hours, it's not good. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, and there could be so many other things you're watching. There's so much other content out there that's good. Not just I'm not talking about just TV, of course. We're talking about you know, you know, not or at least cable or basic cable. We're talking about, of course, you get Game of Thrones out there. That's on HBO. That's cable. Yes. Like Netflix itself, it's got a whole slew of like original content that's pretty. Some of that stuff is good. It's like, a lot of it is good. <laughs> like you're right. Like a lot of it is legitimately good. And you like, do you, I waste my time watching? this ter- like I, and we love wrestling this is the thing we both love yeah. wrestling to death okay but do i watch for three hours this bad television show maybe we, we get no order getting more analytical whatever mm. or do i watch this good television show that i can get captivated in and get lost in and and enthralled in the story and 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 you know suspend my disbelief and and you know Immersed. That's what I was looking for. Immersed in the story. With WWE does so many things where they just take you out of that immersement. Mm-hmm.
0: With five hours each week, you know, like they have more more time now than they've had in their history to grab the attention of the viewer and they don't do it.
1: Like, how am I supposed to get in immersed in a in a match when you're taking commercial breaks in the middle of the match? I'm trying to get match. into it every oh. single one not yeah. like a few here and there mm. all of them except pay-per-view but on tv every match has that break in, in the middle of it and it's like i want to get into it oh wow and as soon as something happens it's like we'll be back and it's like oh
0: <laughs> it's the same formula too they go out to the outside and it's like michael cole gets that that like you know i, I don't know that Sound in his voice where it like starts picking right, up, you and you know, oh, uh, he's voice. he's trying to.
1: It's trying trying to a comeback Come break. back. We'll yeah. be back. Like that inflection. I I, I yeah. know 100 percent what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just so. the same like, every single yeah. time. Yeah. So you know exactly yeah. to a T when they're going to take a commercial break in the match because it's yeah. probably a dive or a big spot yeah. to the outside, some other type of spot to the outside. Oh, is he mounting a? Is he mounting momentum? We'll be back. <laughs>
0: And it's like <laughs> I'm changing the channel before it even goes to a commercial break because i right. you know, coming. And I'm not. I don't even care about like like I understand it. It is pretty cool when the commercials are on the side and you still have like that small screen That's of the action. But, but I, I don't. Do I don't tune in for that. Like I still
1: no I, change the channel. I like, understand not, that to a certain extent. I mean, you see it now even with like NFL games or, or basketball games where you see like. Yeah, there's the picture and picture like they have like, oh, we be back in 30 seconds. And they'll right. yeah. have the picture, you know, picture and picture type of feature. But there's no game action happening typically during that little 30 second or 45 second commercial break. There's just like a break in the action, like, oh, it's a punt or an extra point or something like that or a field goal. Some type of change of possession typically where you see that. And WWE is smack dab in the middle of the match. It's like, oh. yep. like It's it, Look, I'll take the picture and picture as a concession, as like a consolation. But the the hard commercial break where they take the match completely off the screen, and I'm watching the Burger King commercial, that's tough, man. Especially, again, when it's every single week. It feels – well, it not feels. Their formula is stale. It is dated, and it is stale. They use a lot of the same storyline tropes for years. You know, wrestler A goes against authority member B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've stale. seen that in – probably more at least a dozen incarnations with 20 or 50 so like 50 <laughs> or like so wrestlers over the, since 1997 at, 1998 at the very least at the very least and then of course you have the formula of how the show starts you know exactly how the show's going to start every week somebody music hits they walk to the ring they say something on the microphone they probably get interrupted the authority <laughs> figure probably comes out and makes a main event for the night because the authority figures for whatever reason never booked their main events before the show <laughs> They got they just, too much going on, man. They just no, they just sit around and wait for the opening segment like, oh, he he don't like him. They talking a lot of trash. You know what? got my main event now. It's like <laughs> but we make fun of it because it's the same. We've seen it so many times. That's the thing. It's not like this happened and, once or twice. This has happened a lot.
0: And WWF has done this through like the last few decades, but they change it up. Like this presentation uh every year they almost used to change it. You know, they would do the season premiere of raw or whatever. And they would, they would change stuff about the presentation. You know, it had the presentation hasn't changed in, you know, they changed the graphics, what a year ago or something like that. Like that was literally the only thing they've done. And, you know, like the sets are cool, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm, don't need a big set. I do need different color ropes, which uh, at least they've done that. Oh my God. And, you, you know, got bigger
1: <laughs> fish to fry here, Nick it's some damn
0: rope once they bring back the white ropes for raw and smackdown i'm done completely done oh my god Because then that's the official end of the brand extension but uh yeah you know like like i said the silver aprons on smackdown back in 2003 were amazing so it's just little things like that they they really it matters it, it matters and right now Raw is SmackDown. SmackDown is Raw. The only thing that's different is the commentary and some of the wrestlers. Uh, the matches the, are the same. The commentary same. isn't the even that different. Right? are the same.
1: You think about... Uh,
0: well, the people are different. Corey,
1: Gra- Corey Graves on both well, shows. Man, I don't, do you see his and haircut,
0: he, by the way? What the hell did he do?
1: I, I've not seen his hair. I don't, I don't pay any attention to the announcers. He got, like bu-
0: he got like a buzz cut or something. That's
1: another thing, the announcers. They talk so much they almost ruined the show like yeah, when you watch other sporting events obviously you know the people are talking to describe the action but they're not yelling at you or yelling at each other for two or three hours even when you got like Stan van gundy and mark jackson sometimes kind of bicker back and forth it's <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as what Corey graves or byron saxon or Corey graves and uh who's on the rock who else is on the road yeah you know, it's not nearly that. They just yell at each other the entire time. It's like, bro, I get it. You would have had the confrontational announcers, but do you need three of them? You don't need three of them. That's always an issue, in my opinion. It's always been an issue since they started doing the three man boosts on every single production they 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 do. But they don't have to yell at each other for the entire match and not talk about the match. And they just talk and talk and talk. They don't let, they don't let anything breathe. That is. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people that you listening to this, you know, you're not really into broadcasting, and I'm not like some broadcasting savant neither. But I also, but I, mean, I do know, I know enough to know that sometimes you got, especially on TV, maybe not on the radio so much because nobody can see anything because there's no visuals. But on TV, when people can see things happening, sometimes you got to let things breathe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they just talk right through everything. And it, and a lot of times we're not talking about anything important. It's nothing to do with the match. We talk about something that happened on Twitter or whatever, and it's just it's so annoying, man. It's, you almost want to watch it on mute. And it's uh, not. I don't know if it's so. It's not the announcers' fault. It's just what they're tra- taught to do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the to the do. freaking
0: producers, the production, like that drives me nuts, man. It really does. And <sighs> I'm just trying. Right. I'm, try- I'm trying to like.
1: But I don't, there are, to, I
0: don't. I don't like crapping over stuff I love. But my god, that's like, what I'm, saying, like, I'm more, I was saying the more that mounts, the more is like, what the hell am I doing?
1: I was just going <laughs> to say too, though. All right, we know there's a lot of bad with WWE. What's <laughs> what's the good in WWE right now? Nothing. It's, 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 <laughs> the wrestling is always good for the most part. The yeah. WWE
0: Network, the old shows—that's what's good. The By the way, is, they haven't even updated for May yet. It's May eighth. Come on, update relax, stuff. Relax,
1: relax. <laughs> they're gonna. I think they're revamping the whole site.
0: Well, it's about freaking time.
1: I think they will revamp. Yeah, it's been five years. This is kind of a dated look. And
0: I, I mainly but, watch it on Apple TV. They got to revamp that too.
1: Yeah, uh, we got I, Brian Eisen checking in through the right. YouTube chat. He said, "You already know how I feel about the whack ass announce teams." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "I guess when I say what's the good in WWE, he's responsible as nothing." So, um <laughs> I mean, like, out of my mouth. The wrestling is typically very good. I mean, we can give them that much. Like the end ring, once they get to the ring, I'm generally entertained. It's everything surrounding that that's usually like, oh, get it off my screen. Like, like, what is this?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And the wrestling is definitely a lot better than it was, you know, 2008 through 2012. uh, That was a bad, bad period. Maybe even more longer than that. Um, But I. You know, like I want things to look realistic, and they have the talent to make things look realistic. But then, like they do a WWE style, and that it, it's less and less now. Like I'll give them credit; like they they give them a little bit of freedom inside the ring uh, compared to years and years ago. But man, like I, some of You're them, from. some of the same spots are just brutal.
1: Well, yeah, they do kind of have repetitive spots. How many times can we see somebody get thrown into the ring post? The uh, dives. Like, the I'm, dive. done, I'm
0: done with the dive. Everybody does a dive, and it literally – it doesn't even – like, there's nothing realistic
1: about that. I'm sorry. Uh, but, I mean, I'm still trying to think of other things that are good with WWE. Like, what's the good? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, I crapping because all over Because it happens hey. so few and far between. It's like, what, what was that? Like, nothing the like – Oh, the ring could, ropes stop it nothing consistently is like always good besides I think the end ring right but everything else is not consistently good like there are some segments that are like I hey, even remember this segment that was good that one time <laughs> like yeah remember that promo that was good that one time remember that booking decision that <laughs> singular booking decision they made that one time that was good but there's like a whole line of other ones that like made you go huh like it's just <laughs> said, Brian said, "I keep trying to be nice. Look, we we got to have some balance on here, Brian. Like some <laughs> balance, because we we spent like twenty twenty five minutes just dumping all over WWE. So I feel like it's only fair that we try to think of the positives, right? And like I said, it's really only like certain instances. Like they hey, Kofi King's is WWE champion, man. But that was like that's like one thing. They don't always right. push the guy that people are behind to the top and and make that." you know, make a different decision, you know, go against the grain a little bit from what they're typically, what they typically do. You know saying? They they say, you know what, let's take, let's jump out. Let's take a risk here. Let's just do it with COVID Kingston. Why not? They typically don't do that. So it's like they did it at one time, but how about we see more of that WWE? How about you just see, how about you take guys that are getting over that are talented and really give them a real shot instead of like, kind of like drop, missing the entire boat like they've done with like Rusev or, Shinsuke oh, or a slew of others that they've. Yeah, we right haven't
0: even touched on talent that deserved it and didn't get it.
1: I mean, they got but, they got a talent issue right now too. Yeah, too much. It seems like not just too much. It seems like a lot of guys want to leave. I don't blame them. You know, and they're offering big money to try to keep these people, but they want to get out. Uh, speaking of talent issues, they got two big ones right now <laughs> that have hit the news uh yeah. recently in leo rush and lars sullivan now we wanted to do a impromptu podcast about lars Sullivan. So might not lars sullivan <laughs> about leo rush last week uh because that stuff was breaking after we did our regularly scheduled program yeah uh that stuff a lot of stuff was coming out where he spoke to dot on the record which is uh no people you know fight have said this or you know other people have said this but i can vouch wwe guys and you people know they they see the interviews WWE guys do not talk on the record very often, especially to like wrestling centric websites. They'll talk to like com and not com or Philly Voice, you know, yep. or mainstream more mainstream websites. But they don't talk to like a fightful or an observer or a PW torch on the record mm-hmm. almost ever, if if ever, at least nowadays. And they definitely don't talk about stuff that's going on backstage like this. So we wanted to talk about it, didn't you know? Schedules didn't work out, whatever. But
0: I did the it, job twice.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had a blackout, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the second blackout in like a couple months. And CM Punk yeah. gave me the go to sleep. Yeah, it lights, like, gave me lights out like Sean Merriman back in the day. <laughs> lights out, but the issue with Leo Rush is that he's not, quote unquote, paying his dues to the wrestling business because he. You know, according to sources, he doesn't really want to carry people's bags on the European tour, uh, which is like a tradition in the locker room that, you know, the guys that are newer to the main roster, they take people's bags, on, specifically on the European tours. They, you know, help people get, they get their bags in the building for them or they hand them water after their matches and stuff like that or clean up the locker room. And according to his stories, these reports, I think one is from PW Insider that authors of pain who where the hell they've been. Oh, wow and Drake Maverick when they first got called up they did it and there's another story that Alistair Black was doing it and Roman Reigns kind of told him, "Hey man, you don't have to do that anymore." And this is before Alistair Black was apparently even called up. He was just doing like live events with Raw. Yes. Uh but he was doing it for a little while and Roman Reigns was like, "Yo, you can you can chill out. You're good." But Leo Rush kind of balked at that apparently cuz he didn't want to be seen, you know, being a black guy taking other people's bags into the building or he just didn't feel like it. <laughs> Either way he didn't he he balked at that. That rubbed some people the wrong way. Also, he had his wife backstage and had rehearsals. That rubbed some people the wrong way. He kinda has an attitude. He doesn't really kind of do well with other people trying to pull rank on him that aren't a uh, Vince McMahon or something like that. Trying to pull him to the side and give him advice. Apparently, that rubbed people the wrong way. So he's rubbed people the wrong way in a lot of ways. Because uh, there's there's that and there's also the issue with his financials, which we'll get into in a second. But Dick. I'm curious as to your thoughts about this whole Leo Rush thing. And what do you kinda what do you kind of think of uh you know where he what he said and how other people feel, specifically like a Mark Henry or a Booker T. How do you how do you feel about all that? Yeah, I mean
0: I like I do think there is a system in place in, in industries across the world where like you do have to pay your dues. But it's not like it should be and not something that people are afraid to do, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like rookies in the NFL, you know, they pay for dinner for whatever, and it's like thousands of dollars. Like
1: <laughs> That's that. Funny, <laughs> it, it, it,
0: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like condoning that in a way because it's like, man, they ain't even making a lot of money. But, no. <laughs> but you know, at least pay for like you know your position players or something. I don't know. Like, don't They'll, pay for the entire team.
1: I've seen like, football players. And that's just across, like, all I mean, levels. Like, they might carry the equipment in after practice, like, for, like, the yeah. other the vets, something like that. Or last year at training camp, I know we have, like, a reader's water ice dance at every practice, mm-hmm. which is bomb, by the way. I mean, it's lit. We got water ice every day. Nice. But after one particular practice, the rookies got, like, the four cup cartons or whatever, and they all went and got water ice for the vets. And that was, like, one day that I can even remember out of the entirety of camp that this happened. And mm. I was there pretty much for every practice. So yeah, and it's it like still a happens thing. here and there. It's but fun every, all fun. Right. It's all yeah, fun. Exactly. And everybody It's for the, everybody. It's not like it's for a specific person. Right. It's for and, everybody. Uh, hey, everybody, is water ice day. Hey, because they're not eating water ice every day. They're professional athletes. This is right. loaded with sugar. Let me eat it. <laughs> all
0: right. And uh, and it's funny because I think there's a, 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 a line between, you know, standing for something versus being an asshole. And, you know, if Leo Rush had his reasons for, hey, if he didn't want to be seen, you know, carrying a bag is like, an, you know, an African-American wrestler, you know, like I understand that. And I'm like, listen, he's got his reasons. Like, it's not like he's just being an asshole, you know, like that if he feels strongly about it, I, I get that. So I'm kind of like, I was like, wow, good for him for speaking up a little bit, it, given his placement on the card. You know, he wasn't, you know, main event or whatever. And, you know, like he still wanted that respect and so i thought that was good and uh it's funny because brian osley who was in the chat he chimed in on leo russ because he he had meant he had texted we texted each other over the weekend and he said for having his wife with him at all i'm all for it if she's not causing a problem and is being there supportive of her husband i don't see anything wrong with it in fact i applaud leo for doing that so he feels the same and he said i want to do the same thing when he's on the road Brian said that. So, you know, like that's I, I think that's cool. Like why wouldn't you want, you know, that support there with you? Um who cares if she's in on like meetings, like if she's not purposely like messing things up like and we didn't hear any of that, like what's the big deal? I don't get it. I, I get it's a corporate environment, but at the same time, like holy hell, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. Yeah. So uh, to me, I'm like, you know, what? good for him for speaking up because s- stuff like that. And whether we see him on WWE TV again, uh, you know, it, I'm not, I'm not worried about it because I like, I like I liked knowing that he was just like, you know what, he he stood for something, and I think that it, in the end uh, is a good thing.
1: Because here's the thing, I, I, like I said, like you said, I echo your sentiment. Like sometimes you got there's a such thing as paying dues or whatever, and I mean. I'm me personally. I'm not the type to make somebody pay their dues or fetch me this or fetch me that. I don't, you know. We here. We are on the same level. We here. Like we're equals. Like I'm not. That's just me personally. And I understand people. Other other people in other lines of work. That's just how they operate. I get it. There might be some type of initiation or whatever. Fine, but that goes to a certain point. And just because I get it, you know, you got the old time saying. You don't disrespect the vets. You always look out for the vets and all that. It's like, yeah, but that's that's because that happened. 25 30 years ago back when you was a rookie don't mean that's cool now i don't feel like doing that like some people may not want to do that now and then wwe it's you guys on the road and they're all traveling together for these european tours not not for not stateside not domestic tours european tours where they all travel together on buses you tell me you can't get like equipment managers some like they don't have to do that in other sports because they got equipment managers Mm. like for a road game, a football player typically puts his equipment in a bag with just like a number on it something like that. He'll put it in the bag, and the equipment managers take that bag and load it up with the rest. All the player stuff is probably in one. I've seen it. You can look this up on like YouTube and stuff like that. I'm not giving you inside information here. This is public knowledge. You can go and look at any equipment tour or locker room tour of any equipment room, and they'll show you this. You just YouTube it right now. But they'll load up a bag with all this specific player stuff. It could be a big, giant duffel bag of stuff. Helmet, you know, shelves, pads, or, like, socks. He has specific, he likes specific armbands or whatever. All goes in this bag. and load it up on a truck to be driven or flown. It could be flown sometimes to another, to the, to the opposing city, to the opposing stadium. Once it's in the at next city, it goes straight to the stadium. They set it up in the locker room. The players don't have to worry about a damn thing. <laughs> they walk in. The stuff is all laid out for them because the teams pay people to do the stuff full-time. The players don't see that stuff. They don't have to worry about that stuff. All they worry about is their own, their own personal belongings, right? They want to bring uh, the bows or the beats or whatever, or whatever else they want to bring. That's their stuff. But the equipment and all that stuff, the, the, the athletes, the, the equipment managers take care of that. WWE, y'all need to do the same thing. Because There's no reason why you need other wrestlers to do that for other wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. It's the, oh, it's, it was paying respect, but come on, man. We are here in WWE. If, if you're I'm in a corporate
0: environment, then it it's, should be different. You know, It was different in the It should be different now. It's
1: also that. Plus, it's not like Leo Rush is brand new to wrestling in general. Right. Like Mark Henry talked about he paid his dues. He's responsible for Yokozuna when he first came up to the main roster, and that's fine. That's fine and dandy back in 96. Mm. But also, Mark Henry, Henry was brand new to wrestling when he first got there. He had never wrestled anywhere else. He's never wrestled for anyone else except WWE. Right. Yeah. His first wrestling match, this televised one that, as far as we knew, was at Mind Games here in Philly right. yeah. against Jerry Lawler. So yeah, I can see them back then making Mark Henry pay his dues and pay respect and pay homage because Mark Henry was famous before he got to WWE. He was an Olympian. Yeah. He was the world's strongest man, legitimately. So you might want to humble this guy. The little bit and know like, hey, this is serious over here. Leo Rush, I mean, he ain't like a grizzled vet. He's not even thirty years old, but he's been around. He's been he's been in wrestling. And, and, you know what's the point in doing that? I, I don't know. I, like different cultures, different environments. I'm not, we're not privy to it. We're not back there. But I, I don't, I'm not mad at Leo Rush for not wanting yeah. to carry someone else's bag or fetch him water after a match. Like, they can get their own damn water. They got arms. <laughs> like they got legs. Like, yeah. Or you can get them equipment managers, people that, hey, you need a water. Like, you see a football team take a timeout. There's like yeah, 10 people running on the field with water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> the players don't even have to come to the sideline to get water. <laughs> there are people literally sprinting onto the field. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen this. You go, you see it on TV. They're hustling. Yeah. Look, all the way onto the field. All right, full sprint. Okay? And they pay those people money. They can pay them a living to do that. And they do other things besides that as well. So that's one thing. But there's also something to be said about Leo Rush not rubbing people the wrong way as well. When people pull you aside, that don't mean you shouldn't just, oh, because you don't, they're not Vince McMahon, you don't answer to them. When people are trying to help you, you do kind of, like, got to listen to them at the same time. Mark Henry is trying to help. Apparently, Finn Balor is only trying to help. And whoever else talked to him is only trying to help. You can listen, pay them respect. Now, you don't have to necessarily go along with everything, but you don't have to be ignorant either and, and be, a, a, you know, a butthole and ignore him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something to be said about that. There's, so this goes, I won't say it goes both ways, but there's, there's a certain amount of respect you pay to people. Especially like Mark Henry. He is, you know, you may not agree with yeah. everything he says, famer, man. but he's still a big homie, like, at the same time. You know what I'm saying? He's still a big homie, so and he will literally break you in half. So <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to listen to Mark Henry. And, it, you know, I know he's Mark Henry said, "Oh, you know he lied to my face, said nothing was wrong." Well, Mark, he may not want to, wanted to really share all that with you at that point. You know, he, he may not been ready to talk about it. But it's different if Mark Henry like say, "Hey, let me give you some advice." Blah blah blah. Because mm-hmm. Mark Henry is big homie, and he's been around the block in WWE at least dozens of times. Obviously, he's been there for twenty some odd years. So, yeah. I yeah. get that part of it as well. And. I don't think anybody
0: in the world can be just happy being complacent with what they are. Like you can always learn more. You could always be better than where you're at. So like you, you got to take whatever advice anyone may have. You could disagree with it. You can, like you said, just be respectable or, and if you want to have a conversation about it, just be like, you know, with all due respect, this is where I'm coming from. And then maybe you have a dialogue, but if you're just gonna give the cold shoulder or just a- act like, you know, you're, you're not even interested in the conversation, that can absolutely rub people the wrong way. And I'm not doing it in my profession. Like I don't like whenever somebody comes up to me and like we we have a discussion about what this could be better, that could be better. You absolutely listen. You know, like I I think it should be across the board. You know, professional athletes have that too. You know, like they they have coaches that. You know, work with them every day to, to get better technique wise, you know, like me, even uh, the mentality of, you know, during this situation, look for this and, and that. And like, so it, it even bleeds into the wrestling industry. Like there's absolutely every opportunity to get better at what you do, because um, pretty clearly, you know, now you have more wrestling promotions and what impacts wrestling, trying to make a comeback. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but it's been per- a lot better recently. You have, you know, obviously AEW. We'll see what, what comes of that as the year goes on. Uh, you know, there there's always opportunity out there and there's always opportunity to get better. So if you think you're fine where you're at, you're probably not. And I'll be the first, if someone approaches me, Even if it's, like, about writing or whatever, like, I will listen to them because, you know, like, I obviously want to get better at everything I do. So, you know, if in in Leo's case, if he thinks he can't get better, that he's already at the top, uh, I would disagree with that because I think everyone can get better at anything.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because he feels like, according to reports, he should be paid more, which everybody wants to be paid more. Course. Uh, another thing he talked about in that interview is that he doesn't like the fact that he essentially is walking around broke <laughs> <laughs> despite being in WWE. Uh he said that he's not on any appearances with Bobby Lashley, which is kind of weird because they're like a package deal now, but whatever. Yeah. Uh why not help Leo get some more extra money here and there? Yeah. Um and then he doesn't get any royalties which is, you know, they don't get a whole bunch of royalties, like a big percentage anyway, but he doesn't get any royalties of like the Bobby Lashley shirt that has what well, he said, his catchphrase on it. That's you know, legal stuff that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. But the money part, and before I get into the money part or, or deeper into it, there's a report that he was offered a five-year deal where it sounds like he was, he was, it was worth 300000 per year. Which you know, I don't think the report said three hundred thousand per year or what. I don't think it's three hundred thousand total because that's only sixty thousand a year. Right. That's ain't a lot of money. But if it's five years, three hundred thousand, and apparently he turned it down, and won a double. Which look, Leo. I mean, you should be walking around with some money in your pocket. Obviously, I mean, you deserve to be paid. I mean, no one should be broke in WWE. That's ridiculous. If that's the case, if he's if he's got a wife and two kids, like he said. He he needs to get paid. He got he got bills to pay. He got kids to feed. You got a wife to take care of. He got, you got know, happy wife, happy life, right? Mm-hmm. And you on the road all this time, paying your own expenses. So let's just let's remember this independent contractor stuff. Uh, you know with, you know them being, uh, you know like I said, independent contractors with, they got to pay their own hotels and pay their own rental cars. They don't have to pay their own flights, but all this and that we talked about that before. That eats away at what you are getting paid, so we understand that. But if they offer you five years, three hundred thousand a year, if that's accurate, eh, you probably should have took that. <laughs> like, I mean, not I command, it. not command double. Like send like, that to oh, me. What? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, we're not, we're not like wrestlers. We don't make that type of money, obviously. But I think that you know, from his position on a card, which he really doesn't have one because he's a manager. But he's not even a wrestler. But, but five thousand dollars—that's not too bad. And of course, you can make yeah, more over
0: time. That's the thing. Like five years but is kind of know. a long time. You know, in a year—that year, is a long time. In a year, he could be like in a prominent spot. Maybe not in the ring, but like as a mouthpiece for somebody. Like he can be even a more prominent spot where you know he could be worth if the numbers show, like he could be worth more than that. So I get it from that perspective. I Maybe he wanted, you know, like a shorter term deal at the same number. Well, according to
1: reports, he wanted to be doubled. Yeah. You know, not, mean, not double the year, you know, no, he wanted to double the, the money.
0: Right. So, so like I could see maybe that might be too much, but at the same time, you know, why not? Same number but like three years instead instead of five. Uh, Yeah, I
1: think that's you know, more I think like that's better that. negotiate anyway. You don't want to be yeah. locked in for five years with WWE, especially with AEW's out there. Uh, maybe three out years. Out there New Japan. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't even mention New Japan earlier, but yeah, yeah. they're
0: they're up and they're prominent now in the in the States. So that's another spot that I think maybe more American wrestlers could uh find themselves at.
1: Right. So I'm all for like the of of the of standing up for yourself. And not wanting to carry other people's bags, I could see myself not balking at that too. Was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm you know me personally. I'm 30. Like, <laughs> I'm not carrying somebody else's bag. Like, yeah. like, like Booker T told a story, uh, when he hurt Austin at King of the Ring in 2001. Right, you remember that when he dumped him on the table, and yeah. apparently he got a call from I don't know if it was from Pritchard or Jim Ross or whoever, where they was like, oh, you know, you hurt Steve pretty bad. You know, you get a, you know, oh, I'll apologize to him. You know, like, oh, how about you go to his hotel and get his bags for him or something like that? And he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not doing all that.
0: I'll yeah. apologize
1: to him. But I'm not going up there and helping him with his bags and carrying his bags, stuff like that. Hmm. So I don't know why anybody else would expect Leo Rush to do the same thing. If Booker T was like, nope, and no one, less time my check, Booker T's a two-time Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't blame him one bit. You know, like come on. Yeah, man. You're a, grown, you're a grown adult man, man. Like you don't need to be doing stuff like that.
1: Like like Leo Rush said, we're grown ass adults around here. <laughs> like <laughs> grown men and women. I mean Look if you're paying guy.
0: me a full time salary, I'll do it. But <laughs> No, you know, I'm not
1: doing that. No. No, I
0: like no, like you said, teams have equipment managers. I'll, oh, I'll be a full time yeah, equipment job, manager yeah. and I'll do it, man. Like pay me six figures and I'll do it, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Like, if that's your literally your job, yeah. But like right. Come on, you're a professional at what you're a professional wrestler. You're a professional athlete in general. Come on, we're not we're not doing this. Like I said, I've seen if you can, this is stuff that's been on Hard Knocks. You know, that's a great show. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening, or I won't say a lot, but some people, some of you have may have watched the show, Hard Knocks. Every training camp, they get to one team, they chronicle that one team throughout their training camp, and you'll see that the rookies kind of they might carry the the vets' helmets off the field after practice, something like that. But it's like. From the field to practice, and it, and it happens. I don't think it happens every day, but there's a but even still, there's a point where, and helmets and pads aren't even like heavy. Somebody's suitcase could be really heavy, and yeah. hey, you are fighting with this Leo Rushing, but like 110 pounds it looks like. Yeah. Come on now, do you really want him carrying your bags? He's, he's tiny, but like a helmet and shoulder pads isn't like luggage, <laughs> you know? Like that's totally different. Mm-hmm. And, and once you're not a rookie anymore, you probably don't have to do it. That's one year. Well, at what point in WWE do do you, do you do they get off of you know suitcase duty? Like, uh, and I, I don't want to hear that. Oh, because AOP and Jake Maverick did it, then he should do it too. I, I'm not them. Are, all the are they on TV people. now? Like, do right, they, what did they do to them?
0: Did they all of a sudden balk at it? Cause is that why we haven't seen them?
1: And I mean, but forever? either way, they're different people. I'm not them.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: I, they chose to do it. I'm I'm choosing exactly. not to.
0: Exactly. So, and that should be something that's held against them
1: yeah that's, that's ridiculous so the the traditions of wrestling like the same ones where you got like you got you know back in the day i don't know if they still do it today but you got to shake everybody's hand you know backstage i think a lot of people heard about that that's just preposterous like that don't even make sense like get that out of here i'm not shaking everyone's hand and do it like every time i see you no nah, we're not doing that like i don't want to shake everybody's hand like a hello and a wave is perfectly fine but they do the handshake. Got to shake everybody's hand, like everyone. That's ridiculous. Come on now. Yeah, it, shouldn't be, they, it should it for be. And if someone to be offended when you don't right. shake their hand, right? It Who be
0: are you? you? Oh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Like, what kind of ego do you have to have that to be offended when someone doesn't shake right. your hand? They might have right. said hi to you, but they didn't shake your hand. You're gonna be like, huh? Who do you think he is? Like, who do you think you are? Like, come on. This, there's it's, a lot of there's a lot of ego is involved here. A lot. With people with people wanting their their just dude. they want. Not just, just somebody else to pay their dues. They want somebody to, to look up to them, to respect them as the veteran, or you know, yeah, you got to respect me, kid. Come on, man. This person yeah. might be better than you. This person might be higher up in the card than you. Like, well, <laughs> what do you respect for? <laughs> it,
0: it's definitely not something that should be expected. But if you, as the person, if you want to go out of your way to like shake everyone's hand, by all means, go ahead. Right. But ridiculous. it shouldn't be an expectation.
1: Right. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on. This is we're still talking about real life. Yeah, would you do that in any other walk of life? No. Why are we doing? It uh, in that I don't
0: thing? go. To, I don't go to school and shake every teacher's hand before you know. Like I, I start, like
1: they look at you like you' crazy. Get out and, of here! I like, Yo, like, you know,
0: like if we work together, that's fine. But you know, like you are on the other side of the building. I don't need to know who you are at, at this point.
1: Right. At this moment. And, so then you got the you got the Leo Rush situation, which is a you know a, a crazy not only crazy, but it's a touch and go situation with you know him talking, speaking out, and everything else. Now you got Lars Sullivan. Who's apparently a racist and a, a biggie, <laughs> <laughs> or at least talk like one on message boards back in the day.
0: Yeah, I was privy to this a little bit today. I didn't read everything, so I'm uh, I know some details, but I don't know all of it. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's not good.
1: <laughs> no, it's not good. And someone alerted Big E to it. Oh boy, Big e is out hurt. Right, uh, yeah. injury. And someone alerted him to it and he said, Let me find a tweet real quick. He he uh, responded to somebody. I can't find it now. Did he delete it? Oh man. No, nah, he didn't delete that. No, nah, he couldn't have deleted that. Is he the one that like brought attention to it then? No, someone oh, brought so it he... to his attention.
0: Well, like is he, he, he the one that got it, the attention of everyone else when he replied?
1: Maybe. Uh, well it was out there before, but it's kind of been re upped now that he has replied, here we go, I got it now. Like someone sent him a Reddit link of like all the screenshots and links right. to his uh you know, racist and bigot talk, alleged racist and bigot talk, because we're not totally sure that it's him. And his response was many are aware. If true, he has to hear he has to bear the albatross, which is very eloquent of Biggie. Huh. Very eloquent man of him, he is. Huh. Uh, if true, he has to bear the albatross of being a bigot and working in a company that is now filled with minorities. So, you talk about not carrying someone's bags getting you heat? How about being a racist? <laughs> like and that should be that should be way higher on the heat list than oh he didn't carry my bag. Like <laughs> I don't want to work with this guy. He's a racist and a bigot apparently, and sexist and all that. All the all the IST things. Perfect storm. Right? He's apparently all those things. Like so. I don't know if that's gotten Lawrence Sullivan heat backstage or with the higher ups. It should have if that's him. Oh, absolutely. things, you know, I don't like, even
0: like. As an entertainer, he doesn't even really impress me, and so this this is kind of like makes him go down I've even kinda, further. I'm not sure you could get
1: I've, lower. I've had I've, had, I've been kind of high on Lars Sullivan in the past, uh, when he was on NXT specifically, and he's presented he been in a very narrow like. <sighs> They don't. They don't over uh, over expose him too often in NXT. You know he's kept strong and all that.
0: That's because they get to edit everything.
1: That's true. That's what it, it works. But uh, yeah, I would be into him if he's pro- a proven racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. But, but,
0: like how how are you now going to be able to put him on TV without a lot of the smart members of the audience? No, you know, Channing, you know, how, whatever.
1: How can you have Leo Rush get heat for not carrying people's bags or not getting people water? But you got a, a guy who, who allegedly again, I can think of a reason put racist stuff out there on the internet and now is expected to work with a roster like Big said that's full of minorities, whether it's black or Latino or whatever. Black or brown, yeah. now you got to work with this guy. Like, come on, yeah, now. And he's already
0: attacked like Kofi a couple times, right? So it, it seems like they were possibly moving in that direction. But I mean, like, I can think of a reason that is just whoever is giving Leo Rush heat, uh, is another racist because <laughs> probably turned the blind eye to Lars Sullivan at the same time, you know. There, to me, there's we've seen lars sullivan's come and go when it comes to you know like the presentation on tv you know that package we've seen people like that come and go he's not unique in in character wise you know like i i've seen that character before so like is it time to have another character like that no like i could do without him on my tv and now this on top of it why the hell would they even move forward with him
1: at this point? I don't know. I, I would hope that WWE is looking into it, trying to verify this. This warrants some. Um, if not, if, if for nothing else, forget. You know, public perception is is one thing. WWE isn't always caring about public perception. Their shows in Saudi Arabia are proof of that. Correct. Uh, but if for nothing else, your locker room perception of this guy exactly. You know, you might have people not want to work with him not want to be able you, you want to get this guy some nuclear heat have it be known that he's a racist and people want you know he's ostracized from the rest of the roster who aren't you know, not just the minorities but there's the whites as well who don't want to be associated right. with the racist.
0: right apparently he that
1: uncomfortable situation for everyone involved
0: exactly and he was the reason why vince upped it to four of this superstars that can go from show to show because he showed up on rob even though he's supposed to be on smackdown so now it's just he, lazy. It's just he's lazy. one of those guys that can be on both shows. He might not wind well, up being on any.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't really heard anything. We haven't really no,
0: well, that, that that happened guy. today, right? That came out today, so maybe they're, you know, still researching it and uh like you said, trying to just uh, confirm, you know, it was him and whatnot. And uh you know, if it is, get get him out. Like there's there's no money to be had with him. Uh, like he's not going to sell anything, in my opinion. I I could be wrong. I don't know, but why even take the chance? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like you said, I understand they don't care about public perception. Saudi shows are a great example of that, but maybe this is different. But I I don't know. Given their track record, I don't know how. You know, if if they do something about this, then everyone's going to be like, "Well, what the hell about the Saudi shows?" Like, if you're going to care about public perception now, why don't you care about it in in terms of the Saudi Arabia shows? And it's like, oh yeah, it all comes back to money.
1: Yeah, unfortunately,
0: everybody's got yeah. a price for the million dollar man. And well,
1: so- you know, it's funny you say that cuz everybody thought that I think I don't know if Vince McMahon said this or I think I heard it on Bruce Pritchard's show was that like the million dollar man character was essentially based off of events. Yeah. yeah. I heard that too. <laughs> like so not surprising. Everybody's got a price. Yeah. Dubiasi, <laughs> what's that? not to say he just laughed like that.
0: Great great theme song too.
1: Great theme song. He has some hilarious vignettes back in the day. Yeah. Back when wrestling was just so damn good with the with the whole um, the kid with the basketball bouncing <laughs> 10 times and kicks it out of his hand on, like, bounce number 7 or 8. Oh, man. That kid legit walked away and cried. His mom should have cussed Ted DiBiase out. <laughs> that
0: was great. Oh, probably, probably my favorite one, but a close second is when he bought – he made everyone get out of the pool on a sweltering oh, yeah. hot <laughs> summer day because he wanted it all to himself. You know, like, Gino Kalern, like, just being like – so disgusted with him, that was probably oh, not my personal favorite, but oh. yeah, that, stuff like that it was just like top notch.
1: That's so great. That's <laughs> fantastic. Um, and a real story I think Bruce Pritchard told in his podcast that Vince McMahon paid a guy like a thousand dollars to stop smoking cigarettes in first class and he just <laughs> kept upping the price so he wouldn't smoke. Like, wow, so everybody, look, legit, everybody's got a price. Yep. Including, you know, Vincent McMahon is living proof. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick touch on uh, the XFL. Vincent football right. league. Right. Got a TV deal. ABC, ESPN, and, of course, Fox. Not surprising there that oh. they uh, struck a deal with Fox. But the league is going to launch in what, February 2020?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how, how long after the Super Bowl, but a uh, few weeks. I don't, I don't know if it's the next week, but uh, right. it's that February yep.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we just got off, got out of stuff with the AAF, uh, which I was watching. I was, I was watching the league. Yeah. Tabs on well, it, you're, you know. you're a football junkie. So that doesn't surprise yeah, me. That is, that is very true. But uh, so I know people are skeptical of what is happening, what happened with this league. Time will tell, but they got a, you know, from the looks of it, pretty nice TV deal. So yeah, it's uh, uh, time will a, lot tell. Be- a
0: lot better than I thought it would be. Let's just put it that way. Will it, help in the long term of the of the league. We'll, we'll see, but that's it, a good start.
1: I don't know if it's been reported that there's like a rights fee or forward or there's a time buy or whatever, but as we know right now, that's what they're going to be airing at. We don't even know. I don't, I don't know if we have no, we don't know team names yet or uniforms. I guess we'll get that. Some uh, case, but yeah. Keep your eye on that. They're running place. out of time. <laughs> <laughs> keep your eye out on that. Uh Again, not surprising that they linked up with Fox because of course, don't forget, WWE and Fox, they like this now. They're thick as thieves now with the $2.5 billion. Which October's right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. WWE SmackDown on Fox. Friday That's, nights. Live. I could be
0: celebrating my birthday watching SmackDown on Fox. That
1: sounds like something very sad, Nick. Please do something else besides watch SmackDown on a Friday night. Please. I'm begging you. I'm, I'm gonna make sure you don't celebrate your birthday. Yeah, man,
0: take me out for like beers or something, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and then we'll watch it at the bar.
1: Oh, dude, look! <laughs> I'm like, what? put it on
0: SmackDown. I'll pass. Bart's head will be like, "What the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I ain't Smacking you down. Wow, like, <laughs> right. oh, that's not what I'm. gonna
1: smack you around.
0: Yeah, it's a TV so show. Oh, <laughs> TV show. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's technically terrible. not live. Yeah.
1: On that note. Let's wrap it up with some plugs, please.
0: Absolutely. You can follow me at Nick Pacone on Twitter. You can follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters. I'm actually in the middle of typing something up for my medium.com page, kind of expanding on the our WWE uh, sucks conversation we had earlier and just kind of like trying to figure out why and what they could do about it. So I don't know when I'll be finished that, but I'm kind of like, in the middle. I just write what comes to my head. So I got to like, you know, figure it out. So maybe the next few days it'll be up. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I like the name for this show to be WWE's creatively bankrupt. I like that. You said that earlier. So that'll be, that'll be a good title.
1: The I got to with some words. You know I'll be spitting that stuff. You know what
0: I'm saying? I like that it. So, um, yeah, man, let's uh, be on the lookout for it. And, uh, well, Get this podcast at phillyinfluencer.com, phillyvoice.com, and then on any anywhere you get your podcasts on your phone or uh, iPad or tablet, I should say.
1: Hmm. Well, you can find me at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. If you don't find me on Twitter, you probably can find me out here in these streets. Just a reminder uh, you can find us on these here interwebs on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and The Mothership WildfireRadio.com where you can find all 194 prior episodes of The Straight Shooters. Of course, if you're watching this, you can watch this live on YouTube. Thanks to Brian Isley. He wasn't technically on the show, he was just in chat, so I guess that counts as him being on the show, maybe, I don't know. But we look forward to having Brian back on hey. uh, in the near future. Also, don't forget... Patreon.com slash Shooters Radio, where you can find some exclusive content for the nominal fee of $1.99. So, for Nick McCone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening and watching episode 195 of The Straight Shooters. And we will catch you all again next week. You've been listening to the straight shooters on wildfire radio for advertising opportunities. Contact Nick Picone via email at Picon, Nick at gmail.com or call eight five, six, six, two, five, one, one, nine, zero.